I got gripes, sour gripes. I'm bored. Bored, 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 bored. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kenny, and joining me is Simon. Uh, gentlemen, and well done for remembering my name. <laughs> I was trying to come up with another, you know, you know, my friend across the pond. We've already, we've already been doing it for, what, seven, eight years? <laughs> Today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 14, Stars and Stripes. It's the 187th episode overall, directed by the wonderful Harry Morgan, written by Dennis Koning, originally aired on December 17th, 1979, and the production code is S615. Now, Winchester, Honeycutt, you remember a patient named Hauser, lad who came in here with the air-conditioned colon? Descending colon, right? The one we had to mobilize and exteriorize? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tricky business, that. I've often wondered how the young man fared. Says here he's now at Walter Reed and doing fine. In fact, some of the muckety-mucks there were quite impressed with your plumbing reroute. Yeah? Yep, seems word got round the medical grapevine, and, uh, well, the College of Surgeons wants doctors Honeycutt and Winchester to write a paper on the operation for their journal. (laughs) That's incredible! Only the most prestigious publication in the entire medical profession. Congratulations, boys. That's quite a kudo. Yes! It's about time somebody recognized the kind of work we do around here. I'd like to offer my personal standing ovation. I'm olive drab with envy. Well, say something. Yeah, don't just stand there. Gloat. Nice. Certainly nothing more than I deserve. Oh, come on, Charles. That's quite a feather in your scalp. Okay, boys, the preliminary draft has to go out in five days, so get scribbling. Oh, I have the plot summary. During a lull in casualties, frictions occur when Charles and BJ try to write an article for the prestigious journal on a procedure they performed. Margaret discovers more about herself through a visit from Scully. Looks like we've got our work cut out for us. And not a moment to lose. Oh, wait till I tell Peg about this. Indeed, my father will be so filled with pride he may smile. (laughs) You guys probably don't know this, but I'm working on a great uh, humor in uniform article for Reader's Digest. Here we are, Hanukkah. A bottle of my finest 12-year-old scotch to celebrate this rather auspicious occasion. Yeah, remind me to be auspicious more often. Hey, 12-year-old scotch. I'll get my six-year-old glass and have a double. Sorry, Pierce. Private soiree. Authors only. When you're invited to write a paper, you may join us. Of course, by then, it'll be 50-year-old scotch. You know, I still can't believe it. The American College of Surgeons. Some college. They don't even have a decent football team. Come, Hanukkah. We shall merge our brilliance and forge our dreams into reality. Dream forgery is a felony, you know. Let us begin. Good. I'll take notes. That... Surely you just... Leave Shirley out of this. I can help. I'm a doctor, too. Pierce, you are excused. We will call on you should we find ourselves in need of inanities. Oh, get him. Hey, Hawk, this is kind of important, you know. Colonel Potter said we had a hurry. Oh, I get it. I get it. 
I don't qualify for your little fraternity. With your permission, Pierce, we have work to do. Oh, come on. Every doctor in this camp has done miraculous things in OR. You two just got noticed. Come on, Hawkeye, lay off, will you? Look, I don't have to sit here and take this. I can go anywhere in this camp and be treated like dirt. And guest stars in this episode, Joshua Bryant returns as Private Jack Scully. And then we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Private Igor Straminsky. Under the best of circumstances, this condition is very difficult to treat. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. An opening sentence should reach out, grab the reader by the throat, commanding him, read me, devour me, rush with me in headlong flight to the conclusion. Yours, whimpers lamely, did wake me when it's over. What do you suggest, the charge of the light brigade? No, 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 just a little originality to keep the reader from skipping over to the forceps ads. Here's just a... Random thought, the hell of war insinuated itself through every fiber of the operating room. That's certainly interesting. Thank you. It's forceful, but understated, I think. Mm, not that. Well, that, written by. Well, you listed your name first. Well, someone has to be listed first. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. Well, fine, then put my name first. Are you mad? Let's just get on with the work. As soon as we settle this. Fairly. I suggest... We list the names alphabetically. Winchester with a W. <laughs> I suggest uh, we list the names uh, by rank, Captain. You outrank me as an officer, not as a surgeon. Actually, I outrank you especially as a surgeon. <laughs> Cute. I still want to know who it was that decided that Charles Emerson Winchester III goes first and B.J. Honeycutt the first goes second. The events decided it. Corporal Hauser was my patient. You merely assisted. What? Look, by all rights, that should read, written by Dr. Charles Emerson Winchester III at Al. And I'm Al. Among others. Is that so? Well, there are people here who can describe my contribution to the Hauser surgery in minute detail. Is that so? Yes. Then by all means, let us seek them out. It shouldn't take more than a minute, Al. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. <sighs> <laughs> I gave this a seven and a half out of ten. Right, okay. Rolls reversing now. That's <laughs> the episodes for the look of it. <sighs> yeah. I had I, I okay. First of all, I love the interaction between Hawkeye and Scully when he comes to camp for the first time or back to camp. Well, Scully. Okay, thanks for running, look, Brad, but I'll see you around. Look what the love drag did. Never miss a chance to visit my favorite party town, the 4077. What do you want to do first? Carouse, carry on, rouse, rabble. I want to do all of the above, preferably at the same time. I even bought a couple of bottles of French wine. I traded some Chinese weapons for them. Terrific! <laughs> Terrific! I love it. I love this guy. Let's go. Uh, Hawkeye, you're really cute and probably a wonderful dancer, but I didn't risk my neck getting here so I could waltz with you. You mean Margaret? You'd rather frolic with a sultry, voluptuous blonde than with a skinny, pale brunette? I'm just funny that way. There's no accounting for taste. Well, just so I don't sue you for breach of binge, just have a drink with me before you go. Come okay, on. Okay, I have things to do. Come on, give me a break. One little drink. I'll buy. Right. Come on. I like their little banter back and forth, and, you know, Hawkeye's trying to get him to come with him because he's bored out of his mind. He just wants someone to drink with and to, you know, hang out with. Um, and Scully wants nothing to do with that. He just wants to go right to Margaret. But So I like their little interaction. I didn't like the way they took this character of Scully. Because yeah. you know I adored him. He was, he was such a good fit for Margaret. He was such a good... They had good chemistry. I wanted to see, you know, this, like, be her potential husband down the, in the future. I just... I really liked those two together. 
And I just didn't like where they took this character. Him, you know, being... But again, it's a sign of the times, and I can't fault them for that. It's... it's it's real. I'm, this happens. You know, this is the way mm. men thought back then. I can't believe he would think Margaret would want to do this, would want to be the, the housewife, you know, and cook and clean and do everything for him. But it was just, it was really, I think that's why I gave it such, I, uh, it was a good episode. It's well acted. I just had a really difficult time with the way they portrayed Scully and how they just yeah. turned him into the smell chauvinist. And it just bothered me. You know, I, I will admit it was nice to see a softer side of Margaret. Uh, I didn't like the fact that she felt she had to change for him. Yeah. You know, that bothered me because she's such a strong person. I mean, you know she really likes him if she's willing to do what she did to try yeah. to soften her her hard shell, which I which I love because this is another aspect of Margaret. If she truly loves somebody or she truly cares about this person, she will try. But then, you know, but then again, I like at the end that she realizes, no, she is who she is. You take her as mm. she is. She's not going to change for anybody, you know. Uh, I like that aspect, and I don't know why Scully didn't see it in the beginning. You know, he should have known she's a career military woman. Yeah, I was it again. The whole chauvinistic thing I was upset when you know when Scully said it. You know, when when she says I'm a major, and he's like, well, you know, you didn't really earn that. It just kind of given to you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's gonna punch him because I would have punched him. You know, just it, those little. I mean, it, it was. And I can't fall. It, it was a well-written show. It was a well-written episode because it made me angry, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and obviously that's good writing that does that. Oh yeah. I loved the the Potter speech to BJ and Charles, you know. <laughs> Honeycut Winchester, pencils up. Come over here. I've been thinking about all the people who had a hand in your little stitch and sew, and you know what? There were an awful lot of them. Starting with? Starting with up on the line. The combat medics and evac people did one hell of a job even getting Hauser to us alive. Wouldn't you agree, Winchester? Yes. And Margaret must have set a camp record getting him prepped. Right, Honeycutt? Huh? Huh? Yeah, I guess so. And don't forget, you were the one who saw Hauser in triage and got him right inside. Right, and then we bounced suggestions off one another, everyone throwing in their two cents worth. Everybody. Just like we always do. And how about you? You took extra patience. So these two could double their time on Hauser. I was just being indispensable. And how about the folks who took care of Hauser in post-op? How about the people down at the evac hospital in Seoul? The medics in San Francisco? Walter Reed. Walter Reed. How about... I'm running out of how about how, how about how about Hauser himself? How about him? Damn brave kid. That was that was a nice little B story with them trying to write their article and, you know, Charles taking all of the, the credit and BJ being upset over it. And then you have jealous Hawkeye, you know, for not being part of that. But I did like that, you know, Potter went in and said, OK, you know, the person in the field stabilized this guy to get to us. And then we did this and all the nurses did this. And it was a team effort. It wasn't just these two doctors who, who saved this man. Uh, and I love that, you know, they, they realize it and they come together and they realize, you know, we're going to assign it from all of us here at MASH, which yeah. is a nice touch. Um, so I did, I, I did really enjoy that. I really liked the last scene with Houlihan and Hawkeye. Here you go, Margaret. Put your torch out in that. I don't have a torch, pal. I've got smoldering embers. I could have a bonfire if I didn't keep running into guys who only wanted to get their hands warm. Well, one day you'll find Mr. Wright. The latest Mr. Wright just left. I've got the only heart in Korea with a revolving door. 
Well, no more, buddy-o. From now on, I check them first to see they meet the minimum standard requirements. And what are they? 20% my father, 10% Scully, about 10% of you. Oh, thank you. 3% of Frank Burns, and 2% of my ex-husband. Hmm. 1% of my ex-husband. Uh-huh. Hmm. Maybe you and I are just too choosy. We're both waiting for a custom fit in an off-the-rack world. Sounds like a long wait. Well, I have just the thing to pass the time away. You ever play double solitaire scrabble? Double solitaire? Yeah. You make whatever you can out of what you got, and I make whatever I can out of what I got. And we don't score off each other. And if you need any extra letters, like a Y for sympathy, you can borrow one of mine. How many points do I get if I find L-O-V-E? You win the game. You know, when they're talking about <laughs> dating and, and yeah. you know, all that subtext they were talking. I really like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I, I know I talk about it and I wound up liking the episode even more. I just, I had a, a really sour taste in my mouth with Scully and that really hmm. soured my score. Because I probably would have given it about an eight because it was a good episode. It was really enjoyable yeah. and well written. I just. I just had a hard time. When you take a character, and I know I have no right to this character because he's not mine, but no. when you take a character that you really enjoy and they skew them in a way that you don't really agree with, mm. you know, it's difficult. But that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I started, actually my original score for this was an eight, but the, the more that we, we've, you've talked about and the more I thought about it, I'm, I'm knocking it down to seven and a half because... Um, for virtually, you're not, the reason why I was giggling there in the background is because your notes are exactly the same <laughs> as mine. Uh, exactly the same as mine. Um, I, I love Winchester when he, turn, he finds out that he's, you know, about the journal and he mm-hmm. says, my father might just smile. I, I, I love that. That's, that's really nice. And I like Scully's line, if we can't have peace, let's have temporary love, which is which is a, quite a romantic, uh, yeah. in-field in kind of thing. <laughs> but exactly what you said, that it doesn't fit well because they've built up the, the role of Scully as a character who is the total opposite of Margaret. So you've got someone who's a rough diamond. He don't, doesn't care for rank, but he does care for his his army role yeah. in it. Um, he's you know he's the rough diamond as Margaret is the polished you know the polished end article. Yeah. And the two of them work really well together because they are opposites do attract. And there's absolutely no reason to to dismantle this character so yeah. badly because he knows who you know he's been on the set. Well, I was going to say, he's been back to the camp at least three times, I think. This could be the fourth time, maybe. Yeah. And that's only what we see on screen, that we presume he's actually been back a few times. So he already knows what Margaret does. In fact, she's helped save his life to start off with. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so he knows how caring she can be without having to wear a dress. Yeah. And we, he knows that she's her, her father was in the military. Her life has been in the military. She's a dedicated army personnel. So he knows that. So to suddenly change him to this, you know, this 1950s pipe smoking, sitting in his armchair, banging for his TV dinner, just does not work. It doesn't work. It yeah. just doesn't work. And it's it's such a shame because they they destroyed a character that, as you say, could so well have come back, especially yeah. at the end episode. It would have been wonderful yep. to have seen Scully in the back of a truck bringing Margaret back home. Yep. You know, I, I don't mind a bit where you see Margaret in a dress because she's she clearly is extremely fond of Scully. And she's done it before with Frank, and she's done it before with that, where she she tries to 
kind of change who she is, but thankfully she she knows that there's no point in changing yourself. If people can't expect you know yeah. accept you for who she, who you are, then they're not worth it. But yeah, like what you said, I love the scene in the, in, in the bar with Hawkeye, then. and I like the fact that she also mentions when she gives a list off of people's names who she's been close to in in a sexual kind of relationship kind of way. She does mention Hawkeye. Oh which yeah. Of course, you know there was a the classic episode where she she kind of like went slightly over the top uh, with her affections to him. But it's good to see that that is not forgotten. Wouldn't surprise me actually if that wasn't a suggestion from uh, Lavetta Sweet or Alan Alder themselves to add that one in. Yeah. I, I am still toying actually with dropping it from from eight or seven. I'm going to go for seven and a half because <laughs> purely, purely for that you know that that fact of pissing me off about uh, Scully. Scully. But the, the whole the whole thing with BJ and Charles arguing is wonderful, and the fact that as you said, Potter intervenes and tells them about what the whole. It's not just to, you know a doctor getting intervened. You've got porters, you've got yeah. orderlies, you've got nurses, you've got the dry you've got so you know all these things that go on yeah a whole team and the whole the green and shaking hands that they're going to dedicate it to you know from mash 4077 is a lovely ending and probably the saving grace of this this whole episode really yep yep totally agree you were in such a rush to get to see me you put on somebody else's shirt someone might think you were nothing more than a lowly private i am a lowly private what some kid second Louis tried to tell me how to deploy my men. We disagreed, so I punctuated my feelings with a right cross to his peach fuzz. And they demoted you? How terrible. It's only a couple of stripes. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But, Jack, in the Army, rank means everything. Oh, come on, Margaret. My rank goes up and down so much the CO calls me yo-yo. That's terrible. Doesn't change a thing. When we're moving up a ridge with a commie 30 trying to cut us in half, it's me the guys follow, and that includes the lieutenants. That's what I mean, Jack. You're too good for this. You're brave. You're intelligent. You're officer material. Thanks, but no thanks. I've been offered battlefield commissions. I turned them down. You what? I don't want that, Margaret. If I were an officer, I'd have to hang around with them. I don't like officers. I'm an officer. Well, that's not the same. You're a nurse. That's an honorary thing. So you can boss around a bunch of nurses, but not men, not real soldiers. Is that so? Well, let me tell you something, soldier. I'm damn proud of these. Nobody gave them to me. I earned them. And I'm just as much a major as any other major. You'll notice these leaves come in gold, not pink for girls and blue for boys. Oh, well, you are a major. A real, live, tough one, just like the guy I left back at the company. You've got the brass for it, all right. No wonder it's all khaki in there. You know the old saying, the clothes make the man. That's enough, Scully. Permission to get the hell out of here, sir. Uh, okay, so I gave it a seven and a half. You gave it seven and a half. And IMDB gave it 7.1. So a little bit mm. underneath ours, but roughly uh, around about the same uh, thoughts, I feel. I'm yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah, hard to see yeah. a character you really like just not turn out the way you want, you know. Yeah, exactly. Give me a beer, Igor. Margaret, you're alone. Brilliant observation, Sherlock. Well, since there seems to be a little break in the action, I have the perfect way to fill those empty minutes. A Scrabble game. No, I played enough games for one day. Thank you. Oh, the Major seems miffed. You and Scully have a little spat? Scully is a creep, a jerk, and an ignoramus. Ignoramus? Margaret, do you realize that's at least a 15-point insult? Let your hostility work for you. Oh, I could just kill that man. Well, he got what he deserves. He should be a private. Scully is a private? And then he has the gall to be huffy with me because my military career is more important to me than his is to him. He has the most twisted sense of values I've ever seen. He doesn't know a woman can be a woman and be a major at the same time. Yeah, well... And be damn good at both of them. Margaret, that's just Scully. I mean, you know what kind of guy he was when you met him. 
Right, a typical man. Well, uh, don't lump us all together. Scully and I are completely different kinds of guys, but you and I didn't get along so high. That's either. exactly my point. You different men are all alike. Frank Burns, Donald, my former unwedded husband, you, and now this ninny. Well, excuse us all for not being perfect. Perfect? <laughs> None of you even tried. Margaret, it's not that easy to become something else that somebody wants you to be. Believe me, I've spent a lifetime not doing it. I couldn't do it in, in med school for the woman I loved, and I won't do it now for an army I hate. You can't order people according to your own specifications. You've got to take them as is. People can change when they mean enough to each other. And that stubborn, pig-headed, jackass Scully has to learn that. Look, why don't you just chalk this up to experience and forget about Scully? Because I like him, you dummy! All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I had a really difficult time. I got two, I guess mm. you can call them behind the scenes, but, you know, this is what you get. This is the last appearance of Joshua Bryant, who plays Jack Scully, which is unfortunate because yeah. he could have been a great, you know, additional character. Oh, well. Yeah, he, he could have been along the lines of, of Sidney Freeman, couldn't yes. he? Yes, yep. Yep. Yeah, the same thing totally. popping in every night. Yeah. Uh, and my one here, the title refers to the official department of defense publication that is independent of the government and has supplied news to American servicemen and service women since the American Civil War, 1861 to 1865. That's right. Stars mm. and stripes. Stars and stripes. <laughs> I feel like I should salute and I'm not even American. <laughs> I have the fun fact here. You know how the Super Bowl commercials are expensive to air because so many people are tuning in to watch the game. While CBS was expecting a whole lot of people to watch MASH final episode, although I bet they weren't expecting 125 million people. But because wow. of this, they increased the advertising cost. That price has been increasing over the seasons as the show becomes more popular, starting at 30000 for 30 seconds. But the finale broke records. If you wanted to show your commercial that night, it cost you a whopping $450,000. Half a million dollars in 1982? Is it two or three? I can't remember when the finale was. Uh, the early 80s. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> That is, I mean, I'd love to know what that is in inflation. That's got to be at least quite a few million. Oh, yeah, at least. That's wow. crazy. And I, I, wonder, I wonder what the advertisement was. Oh, I don't do know. That's yeah, a good question. I don't know. What would yeah. they... That, yeah. That'll probably be in the trivia in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody out there knows what commercials played during the finale, let us know. Yeah. Get in touch, because it'll help us write the script in a few years. <laughs> That's true. Major, that is really you. Don't give me that hooey. How am I going to knock Scully's eyes out if I look like a sack of barley? Patience, madam. We can do wonders with a little tuck here and a ribbon there. I have not yet begun to alter. Alter, schmalter. We are a bit temperamental today, aren't we? Just relax and have faith. You did the right thing coming to me. After all, I am Mr. Max, couturier to the high ranking. Klinger, I need a dress that shows I'm soft, alluring, and demure. And if you don't help me, I'm going to break your cheeks. Uh, uh, anyway, I have the trivia for this episode, let alone ones in the future. And here it is. <laughs> now, last episode's question that was, Radar's dad had a stroke at the age of 63. And what caused it? Well, apparently, it was playing peekaboo. 
I think my original answer was far better and probably also was involved a bit of peekabooing. So um, let's get on to uh, this episode's question, which is this, everybody. How many episodes displayed the title at the beginning of the episode? Right, okay, yeah. that's an interesting one. There you go. So go ahead and email us your answers. You can email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And once again, I just want to thank all the people who are sending in comments. I love them. And everyone's been correct, so that's always good. Uh, maybe you should just, if anyone uh, gets it wrong, we uh, we name them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. You're a mean person. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's why we- <laughs> That's why we work well together. That is true, yes. I am the angel, you are the devil. And in so many ways. (laughs) So many ways. (laughs) Why don't we make ourselves more comfortable? Here, hang this up. Do you mind? My pleasure. Let's have another glass of that wine. You know what would be fantastic? If we could scrounge ourselves up a hot plate. Do you make a good omelet? I love to cook when I get the chance. You know how I like them? With real Italian sausage. Later, we'll try and find some. I try to stay away from sausage. <laughs> you don't want to start letting that dress out again, right? <laughs> you can make yours without. You want me to make two omelets? One for you and one for me? I don't really have time for one. There's always time for what counts. And as soon as I fight my way through a few of those pins, you're going to start seeing what counts and what doesn't. You make it sound like one afternoon with you, and I'll be a new woman. You won't recognize yourself. What's the matter? I thought if I changed myself for you, it would make some kind of an impression. It does. I love it. Come here. I dress myself up in this costume for you, and and all you want is more. No recognition that I've done anything special to please you. You take it for granted that everything you want is yours. What about what I want? I've gotten used to giving orders. I guess deep down, I'm really a sergeant. What do you suppose I am deep down? Deep, deep down, a woman. Go a little deeper. A major. I'm me. Sometimes a nurse, sometimes a major, sometimes a woman in love, sometimes all three at once. Sounds like it's crowded in there. And sometimes it's lonely in there. I'm not sure I can handle a cast of thousands, Margaret. I'm used to a simple chain of command, with me in command. And me in chains. I think I feel a space opening up on that truck. I think I'm going to miss you more than you know. Cooking eggs and playing house would make for a fine afternoon. And a couple of months ago, that would have been enough. But now I want more out of my life than an afternoon. Okay, Margaret. Then I'll say goodbye. Tell everybody in there I said so long. MASH 4077 Podcast is all over social media. If you'd like to email us, you can do so by sending your emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash4077podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy, and you can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook group. You can search MASH4077Podcast. And if you want to read our show notes or get more information about the podcast, you can do so on our main website, which is at MASH4077Podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Geeky Fanboy. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree we would have given this a higher number if they wouldn't have just torn apart poor Scully's character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, such a shame. But yeah. um, but there you go. What can you do? That's right. We can't do anything about it. Just discuss it. All right, well, I am Kenny. <laughs> and I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. I'm getting the impression this was far from an individual accomplishment. Oh, there. You see, and all it took was a simple clubbing over the head. It would indeed seem that this was uh, a team effort. I um, find myself somewhat embarrassed at having assumed more credit than was actually my due. Let's start writing the paper again, beginning with who gets credit. Agreed. Why don't we submit the paper from the entire MASH 4077? Et al. <laughs> now you're talking. Let's do her. You big lugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. This is the final and last appearance. This is the final and last. Look, stupid. Let me just read it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this isn't an improvised class. I know. I'm like, I don't know why I'm throwing words in there. <clears throat> that price has been increasing over the seasons because obviously the series is doing better and better. Hmm. Starting at 30000 for a 30. Oh, what? Let me read this all. Let me not improvise. Why do yeah, I keep improvising? You, you... You improvised. I did. The last bit. I did. Stop it. I just, ah, okay. And I hate improvising. I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, <clears throat> that's because pri- you want to be an actor. Yes, yes. Why. In my heart, truly. <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs>